Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the NetSuite Podcast. I'm Kendall Fisher, your usual host, but on this episode, I've handed the mic over to our content marketing manager, Ian McHugh. He's chatting with Encore Songhi, the COO of Zonked, a leading supplier of cut and sewn products as well as services for the global home furnishing industry. Zonked has grown dramatically over the past several years, adding more products and services and expanding from 30 employees to over 750. The business quickly outgrew QuickBooks, which Songi recalls lacked real-time visibility into performance, cash flow, and revenue, as well as operations across the company and its various branches. He'll explain why the business decided to implement NetSuite, originally starting on financials and then growing into manufacturing, MRP, WMS, and suite analytics. Songi explains the benefits of NetSuite for Zonked, including improved customer satisfaction and the ability to remain agile, especially amid the pandemic. Stay tuned. That's all coming up next. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Hi, Encore. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Ian. Uh, pleasure to be here. Really excited to talk to you today about Zonked, learn a little bit about your, your journey with, with NetSuite, uh, just the company in general. So I think to, to start off, I just want to learn a little bit more about the history of Zonked and, and what you guys do. Could you tell me a little bit about what the company does and, and maybe what the idea was behind starting this business? Yeah, so our company started um, in 2009 in Shanghai, China. Uh, our founder and, and our CEO, he used to work at a textile company and he was stationed in, in Shanghai doing quality and sourcing work. And one of the customers was asking for um, not just the textile, but the cotton sewn products of textile. And this was pretty specific in the, in the mattress industry. There is these things called the zipper covers, essentially the outside textile shell of a mattress. And so as our founder found that opportunity, the textile company wasn't willing to do it. Their business was not to cut and sew. And our founder saw this opportunity as, Hey, I can actually buy the, I know where the fabrics come from. And I have seen where the cut and sew products can be done. So he started it off in China as a primarily trading operation, utilizing third-party cut and sew companies for, for the business. Um, and then in, in 2013, he brought the company back over to the U.S. because he's from the U.S. and obviously he wanted to come back home. He had recently been married and um, wanted to start a family. So comes back to Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, in Raleigh, as he's returning, um, uh, he enrolls into the MBA program at Duke. And so that's where, that's where I meet him. And he's starting off this new company in the U.S. And he's looking to start a factory in El Salvador for to doing some nearshore cut and sew manufacturing. Um, it turns out that uh, he was looking for a technology person and, and happened to be there. And so that's kind of the story. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and could you tell us a little bit about 
how the company has evolved since then, since you joined and, and since it kind of got started a little while back. What's changed? What do you guys maybe do now that you didn't do back then? Right. So in the beginning, the business was primarily focused on, let's call it more quote-unquote trading, that we would buy things from third-party factories in China and Asia, other places. And then obviously we have a warehouse here, so from where we distribute it to the customers. Our customers are uh, large mattress manufacturers. And so what we have since started doing is, of course, the customers have asked for more valuable products. They have started asking us for innovation in the textile. They have started asking us for supply chain innovations, which happen to be very, very key for any manufacturing company, especially the mattress manufacturers. And so they have asked for um, how can we provide them with the quality product at the prices that they, they demand us to be at with a less than six-week lead time. And our company has been able to figure it out because we have had presence in Asia where the manufacturing powerhouse can power uh, our, our materials. And then we have Nearshore in El Salvador and looking at other options to uh, provide that less than six-week lead time to our customers. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. And I think it's this great great in this insight into what you do and, and some of the challenges there. And, and it sounds like, you know, you're kind of part manufacturer, part distributor. Could you explain kind of the different arms of the company, if you will, how they maybe work together um, and, and how each is a little different as well, maybe? Right. So as we have grown our uh, manufacturing abilities, we are obviously uh, building a lot of product and our customers are looking for other supply chain innovations. So for instance, the customers are were previously using third-party uh, companies to distribute. Now that we have a warehouse in Butner, North Carolina, we can distribute it for them and provide the customers with the ability to see the inventory that we have allocated and available for them at all times, where I think NetSuite is a, is a great system. We are able to do that without losing a beat in both and provide visibility to both our, our raw material supply chain as well as our finished goods in our distribution centers, which then is a great value add for our customers. So it sounds like over time, you've just kind of taken over more of the supply chain. You're, you're owning more of that maybe than, than you were early on. That's, that's exactly right. In fact, uh, we are taking on more on the logistics side of the, of the business as well. And right about now, um, that decision doesn't look as smart given all the supply chain and logistics constraints the industry has been seeing. However, from a customer standpoint, and you know our company values state that customer always comes first, which I think for every company they should come first, um, it's that the customers are really, they don't want to get into the business of shipping goods. They just want the goods to produce the product and to sell to their customers. So therefore, if you can take on more of their problems, solve it for them, whether it's, it's through distribution, manufacturing near shore, reducing their lead times, or what have you, then the customers obviously want that. Apparently, that seems to be working for us. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, and, you know, textiles and the, these things that are used in furniture doesn't seem like the most obvious place to, to start a business. Do you think that the founder, based on what you know, kind of saw an opportunity to create something? Was it just that no one else was making these, these mattress zipper covers and, and he saw a need for it that, that was kind of unmet? I believe it was a need that was unmet. I, I think that the innovation truly is not in the type of product we make, but more on the type of value we have been able to provide to the customers. 
Uh, I'll give you one other quick example. So in the textile industry, textile happens to be one of the oldest industries in the world anyway. People have always used clothes and textile has been around forever. But even in the textile industry, our company has been able to provide innovation on the product itself that reduces how the mattress makers manufacture goods. And about three years ago, when we first came up with that innovation, um, the industry, all of the companies, all of our customers really just wanted to move in that direction. And so there is more than meets the eye, even though it's a traditional, like, not sexy business, um, the innovation and the, the, the newness we bring to the customer in terms of what value we are providing to them in a real meaningful way has been a real uh, competitive advantage for us. And just thinking about your, your kind of growth journey a little bit, were there any key moments where you said this business, you know, really has potential? It's really starting to take off. I mean, you said you went from 30 to 750 people in just a couple of years. What were some of the key moments that allowed you to, you know, grow, grow that fast and, and in such a big way? So I believe the first key moment was um, that innovation that I was referring to earlier. As soon as that started to hit the market and our customers wanted to just continue to give us more of their research programs, hey, can you also do this other mattress in the same way that you did that one? Because that will actually help us reduce cost in a big way. Like, Oh, perfect. That sounds great. Um, and then the other key moment was um, our company basically just decided at the end of last year to go on a growth path. In fact, we are now focusing our team and our resources on growing our business manifold over the next three to four years. And those two key moments stand out that our company has, you know, intentionally, strategically shifted how fast and how big we can be in this industry. And, and what does that mean? How do you how do you handle, you know, that 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 new plan, if you will, of, of growing that quickly? What um, shifts did you need to make as a business to be able to support that once you said this is what we're going to do for the next couple of years? So there are there are many. Um, and in fact, it just seems like because, again, I, I'm probably. I'm pretty sure every high growth company probably thinks like that, but to just enumerate a few, um, we have had lots of data in forecasting and in our supply chain. We have not really utilized the true power of, of all that data that we have in our NetSuite system and, and other systems. Um, we definitely want to start using that. We know and believe that that's going to unlock a lot of business value there. We have a plan to open up new plants to verticalize and to grow our grow within our industry to keep on providing more and more value to the customer. Um, so we might expand in near shore in, you know, in South and Central America. That's going to be a new and big shift. We have taken over logistics as a, as a key capability that we can provide as a value add to our customers. And we are seeing that, in fact, this is another great case study for, for NetSuite. We were able to build on a small little feature ourselves in NetSuite that helps us do that in a much more effective and meaningful way. And anywhere else in our industry, um, no other competitor is able to provide an entire order list of a customer and show them exactly when their stuff across all the different orders is going to arrive. We are able to do that because we were able to build this customization that sits on top of NetSuite and provides us that visibility into the orders, into containers, into raw materials and, and everything else. So you talked about nearshoring and, and opening up some some new plants there, which which leads into my next question, which is just that 
this is really a global operation, Zonked is. You have a presence in Asia, in El Salvador, like you mentioned, Mexico, I believe, as well. Obviously, the U.S., where, where you work. Just generally speaking, what, what types of challenges does that pose, having employees and operations across so many, compa- so many countries? So I think the, the biggest challenge that we face uh, day in and day out is the, the challenge of uh, communicating meaningful and relevant information throughout the company. And so we all need a system of truth. Um, we use NetSuite in all, all of our subsidiaries. So that cuts down the problems to a bare minimum level, even though, um, you know, and even so, we still have issues that sometimes pop up as, as lack of communication. And our company's mission is to be the best communicators on the planet. And so what we are going to continue to invest in are these um, NetSuite workflows and abilities that provide us that, com- that basis of communication um, that keeps it streamlined. The, you know, the dashboards show exactly what the next team member needs to do. Um, and then the NetSuite itself can send emails at the right moment. It can send alerts at the right moment. And those kind of things are going to help us get there. How much have these challenges kind of grown or just had a bigger impact on the business as, as the business has grown? Do the challenges kind of multiply as you add employees and add, add operations and new plants and things like that? The challenges do exponentially multiply. That's absolutely true. Um, what we have seen is that for every new person that we add in our company, um, we are having to create and recreate what kind of transactions, what kind of activities they're going to perform in our systems and obviously in the real world, and then what new communication channels, what new pieces of information that we have not been collecting before, we now need to collect. And so, of course, the, the challenges continue to multiply. However, um, the, the benefit that we have is, you know, after having been in the business for so long, we have a very clear idea of what those key personnel and key systems and key processes are. And so they're investing heavily in, in those areas now. And once you figure out some of the systems and processes, it becomes a little easier to, to deal with the, the other things that come up as you grow. Is that absolutely kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. yep, absolutely does. Um, just a quick example, our company is investing in um, a product development organization within our company, which in the past, it has always been the customer already has a product. We are supposed to take that product and figure out a cheaper way to make it. But now the customers are coming to us with, and our strategy also is to go to the customers with new designs, with new ideas and, and such. And so when we have never done it before, where do we put the information that, you know, it's not really a material today. It's not a, an, an SKU in our system today that we are actually using or selling or transacting on. But we want to explore it, we want to build it, but the system allows us that capability to do that in a seamless way. And so NetSuite gives us that ability to kind of mold and go along, even though we have not always fully um, explored or, or uh, understood how exactly, we're, where we're going to take that, uh, that idea. But NetSuite seems to give us the flexibility to, to explore these things. Yeah, and so moving into the software conversation a little bit more, you've mentioned NetSuite a, a couple times in, in your technology, but you joined the company Encore back in uh, 2014, I believe. Zonked was was running on QuickBooks up until almost until you you joined. NetSuite was a new thing when when you came on board. 
but what what do you know about the issues they were having with with quickbooks before you got there before moving to netsuite yeah the biggest issue i think was um actually quite a few issues one was that there was no real-time visibility to to how the business is running and you know the best analogy that i can come up with is you know you're driving down and you're in your vehicle and you have no dials at all well how do you know if you're you know, complying with the laws, complying with the rules, how fast or slow you're going, and if the systems are working okay, if your model is okay. And so that was one of the big challenges with, um, with, with QuickBooks or any other systems we were using before. The other one was that because our business started in Shanghai, and China has a different way of, you know, they use VAT and they have a different way of logging transactions, um, we were really not able to get a good consolidated view of the entire company. And so, you know, you have a China operation, you have a, an operation in Hong Kong, and then you have one in, in USA. And add to that, we had El Salvador as a, as a new plant that was coming up at the time. Um, getting a good consolidated view of exactly, you know, what's your bottom line cash at the end of the week? What is your total revenue without double counting what gets sold from one subsidiary to another um, those kind of problems, they seem silly, but they're significant. And so that's what we, the, the company was facing at the time. Yeah, I think that, that those seem like very big problems to me. So I, I definitely understand why that was important. Um, and what about inventory specifically? Do you think there were issues with, with using QuickBooks and monitoring inventory when it's kind of all over the globe? Yeah, the inventory um, at the time, it was primarily trading operation. We were just getting into setting up El Salvador. But any inventory that El Salvador had, um, it was a big problem that, you know, if you don't see real-time inventory all the time, an auditor arrives at your facility and they want to look at inventory, what, what system of truth do you have? And if you can't provide it to them, that's a huge red flag. Uh, in fact, even after we had implemented NetSuite, we had some scenarios where people were moving inventory physically, but were not doing the corresponding transaction in the system. And so it took us a, a little while to make it more real time. And with the information that is you know, available at the fingertips all the time with NetSuite, it was very easy to see where the problems were. And so back in 2014, when, when you joined, what was the company kind of using NetSuite for at that point? Do you remember what, what the key functionalities were that, that Zonked was using at that time? I think the key functionalities at the time were primarily focused on order to cash without using much of the manufacturing work orders and uh, um, uh, whip kind of functions. Uh, primarily receiving a sales order from the customer and then issuing a PO to our own subsidiary to, or to a vendor, um, receiving the goods in and making sure that our landed costs were truly reflected in, in the system. Um, that's what our company was primarily focused on at the time. And how has that evolved since then? Has it has NetSuite become more involved in kind of that manufacturing side of things and some of the things beyond your, your core finances? Yeah, so beyond the core financial and, and uh, NetSuite is the system of record for our inventory. It is now the system of record for our manufacturing. We are in fact using it now to plan our raw materials. Um, I can't imagine that you know anyone working at our company, uh, they probably are spending 80 to 90% of their time if they're interacting with any system, it's probably NetSuite. Yeah, definitely a, a, a key piece, it sounds like, for, like I said, a, a very global operation. So 
to support some of those capabilities, what sorts of modules have you added to the, the core NetSuite platform to be able to be that kind of single system of truth? Yeah, so we have uh, started using the NetSuite WMS. Um, that helps us move our inventory in and out of the warehouse. Um, we have started using the manufacturing module, as I said earlier. Um, we are using the MRP now, and we are actually very happy with Suite Analytics and pretty excited about the, the Suite Analytics uh, warehouse that NetSuite is coming up with. Um, and beyond that, I think uh, we are using, a lot of our, our employees are starting to use NetSuite for dashboarding and, and running their KPIs on top of it. So for example, our customer service team has a, what we call a customer facing open order report, which has sort of like, you know, exactly where every one of their orders is at any given time. And they use that to communicate with the customers. The so customers see that, they know exactly which container it's writing on, they know exactly when they're gonna receive it. And so we have added on some custom features um, custom records, custom scripts, and other stuff on top of NetSuite to help us get there. Uh, we have also had a, uh, I want to say in the last 12 months or so, we have added a whole bunch of automation that people don't have to keep sitting there and entering data. The system can itself drive a lot of that by itself, and for, for which we have not had to go outside of the NetSuite ecosystem to solve that problem. It's pretty great. Does your business have trouble managing inventory, projects, or even getting paid on time? Don't let spreadsheets and QuickBooks hold you back. If you want to get your business to a better place, take action now and make the move to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com business. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com business. netsuite.com business. So obviously Zonk uses NetSuite for a lot of different areas of the business, you know, really kind of has a, a wide range of use cases, but what do you think are some of the biggest improvements that Zonk has been able to make with the help of NetSuite? Um, the biggest area of, you know, the, the improvements that we have received is in terms of truly getting it like a holistic end-to-end -end view of, uh, uh, of every order we, we get. So our supply chains are pretty long. I mean, if you think about it, we distribute out of USA, out of North Carolina, we manufactured in any of the facilities, either in Asia or in El Salvador. We get our raw materials from either USA, Mexico, Turkey, Asia, all over the world. And to be able to really paint a picture where people can making decisions, you know, the business, business partners are making decisions, they can quickly look at something and say, oh, actually, I can make and deliver this order with a great deal of certainty by this time including all the different legs of the supply chain in a really agile way is huge. And that, that uh, I can't imagine we would have been able to receive without NetSuite. And then, of course, there are other 
areas where we have seen great deal of you know how people interact with each other and how people really manage their their day-to-day work uh, for example workflows we used to have a literally a folder hanging in in the uh, in our office where our accounting team will bring in the new bills and color-coded folder somebody else was supposed to pick it up and literally sign it to approve it back and put it back in into NetSuite uh, well we workflowed that, and that seemed like a perfect use case for getting the bill approvals done. Um, the system allows us to make owners of those specific workflows so that we know that any logistics kind of bill will go to our transportation manager. Any bills that are associated with packing materials is going to go to person X and so on. Um, we have had improvements like showing a lot of data, which... Uh, I think NetSuite has, uh, ever since the Suite Analytics came around, a lot of the advanced features in NetSuite, so for example, NetSuite has this advanced bill material feature where we can have more than one bill of materials for the same item, which helps us in more than one ways. One, if you're going to have a substitute item, substitute material, we can use it there. We can also use it if we are going to use a different bill of material for our outsourcing vendor versus someone in-house, you know, we have to k- take care of all kinds of knickknacks that go on, on, onto our, um, our product, but not so for our outsourcing vendors. We have had uh, updates uh, in the inbound shipping container. Inbound shipping management is another big one, which we are currently looking at pretty, pretty hard to see if we can start utilizing that. There are lots and lots of these things that NetSuite continues to come out with, which is like a, it's literally like an app that comes, keeps coming up with new features. And we just love that fact that, you know, every six months there's going to be something new that improves our people's abilities to do their work and to make their lives a little bit happier every six months. One thing you mentioned a little bit earlier was that you're able to update customers on exactly where all their products are at any time. And and you said that's something that you feel like really distinguishes you. So, like, that's something customers are impressed by, would you say? Absolutely are. In fact, in our industry, um, you know, we are, we're shooting for setting a center of excellence. And I personally feel like we can easily get there. And the win in our sales is, happens to be that, that we have NetSuite and we are trying to build a team that can truly take it to a level where no one else in the industry can even pull that off. A lot of the other competitors, they're using legacy systems. In fact, they're all legacy systems and or Excel, or they use a, a, you know, a, a really rigid kind of system such as SAP or, or any of the other um, competitive systems, our flexibility and our ability to be able to try something on really quickly and then launch it within our business processes really does set us apart. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. Another product I wanted to ask about specifically is One World, which is kind of our global business management platform obviously that that makes sense for Zonked with the the fact that you're dealing with different currencies people in different countries what pain points would you say one world solved for the business that just kind of come with with managing an international business that has multiple entities yeah so multiple pain points um, were addressed I think so for one if the entire company uses the same system the training and the the language that people use to communicate to each other it obviously gets normalized and that's a huge benefit. It seems trivial, but it's a huge benefit because what is called an order in three different ways across three different systems is very confusing to people. Um, then, obviously, there is the 
the core one word financial functionality, meaning when people are engaging and interacting in their own local currencies, the system does all the heavy lifting behind the scenes to show you or to show our, our executive team a view of the state of the business without having to do any additional, you know, Herculean work. That is huge. That is really, really good that we are able to do that and able to maintain and manage multiple, um, operate in multiple countries seamlessly. That seems like a, something that we're not afraid of opening up another plant in a different country anymore because we know we can actually do it. Yeah, I think there's there's so much complexity with managing financials and just supply chain and everything internationally and, you know, the goals to, to make it not come off that way to the user, you know, to make it seem like it's easy and, and straightforward when behind the scenes it's it's quite complicated. So um, sounds like it's doing that for you. So, so happy to hear that. Um, we talked a little bit about inventory issues with QuickBooks and we've talked about your supply chain quite a bit, but I'm just wondering how has NetSuite helped you kind of lower costs and increase efficiency when it comes to your supply chain? Any examples of ways where you found more efficient methods or cheaper ways of doing things with the help of NetSuite? Yeah, absolutely. Um, NetSuite has the ability to to effect uh, big changes in a quick way. So just one example, we wanted to switch our business model um, when COVID hit. Our customers basically said, stop every single order. Well, it literally took us about four hours to get through an entire list of every order that our company was dealing with. And we were able to do that because NetSuite does provide you all that information at your fingertips. Um, and we can go through that and ensure, you know, what are the different points in our supply chain where we may have to stop it or pause it? We were able to do that. Um, then there is the, uh, the benefit of just having the same language across the board. And that, you know, as I've said earlier, if I'm training someone here in the USA and they have learned to do, do the work in NetSuite or, you know, for that matter, in their daily lives one way, I can take that, translate that over to my counterpart in China, and then the same thing in El Salvador with the same kind of systems. That makes our global managers' lives a lot easier. You know, managing global businesses is, is hard. Manufacturing is hard by itself. Global manufacturing is harder. And I think we're able to keep stay on top of everything because um, we have systems, and now we are starting to build a team around the system that can keep going with it. And there's obviously been just kind of endless supply chain disruptions since since COVID broke out more than 18 months ago now. Has that been a, a big issue for Zonked and has NetSuite helped you mitigate those problems at all? Yeah, it was a, a big shock. Um, you know, our supply chains are pretty long. If someone told us today that they don't want a certain product, we probably have another eight weeks of some of their components in somewhere in our supply chain. And that seems to be a problem with, you know, any company that deals with supply chains. So when the pandemic hit, um, it was a huge issue that the customers wanted their products to be, to be held wherever they were, but then be able to turn it around as soon as they heard back from their customers to restart. And so with NetSuite, we were able to not only just stop the, the supply chain, but actually be able to keep track of our inventories wherever they were in the world. So we've had instances where we have had to hold our materials external to the company in rented containers because we were just so full. As the supply chains hit breaks, we got super full. 
and then we had to rent the containers. Well, with just a little tweak in that suite, we were able to see exactly what was stored in any of our 80 containers that were sitting out there in the yard. And that was hugely beneficial because we could actually, you know, bringing that container back into the factory and, and taking the product out itself is, is work. There's customs involved, there's other people involved. You have to work with the 3PL and call a trucker, all kinds of things in between. But because we had visibility, it was actually relatively easy for our team members to turn that around and actually utilize that inventory. So it's kind of helped you stop and start quickly, which is no small feat when we're talking about a global supply chain. Very true. So you mentioned Sweet Analytics as well a little bit earlier. What are you kind of using that for right now? And what are some of the the most valuable insights, most valuable data that you would say Sweet Analytics provides? So our company is, uh, over the last year, has been trying to shift to more KPI-driven, more data-driven decision-making kind of company, kind of management. And in that effort, one of the first things we started doing was, for every team, we defined their success criteria by some KPI metrics. So for example, for a customer service team, anything that has not been confirmed back to a customer on a new order within 48 hours of it being received, it flags up. And not only flags up for the customer service team, it can then get escalated to our planning team and then eventually to executive team if it's not being pay, paid attention to. And so in that sense, uh, we are starting to see that people's behaviors are, are becoming more accountable, more responsible, and people are starting to pay attention to what things we at the executive level consider important and what things at the at, at the you know at the other levels in the company, other departments in the company should be important to them, but maybe not important to everybody else. So a transportation manager reviewing and making sure that every request that we have to make to book a container out in the future has been made, have we tracked it, have we followed up, because you know we are in that environment where getting container space is extremely hard. But with our systems, we built ourselves a dashboard that shows us, hey, this container space was asked for two days ago. It's not been followed up on yet. So go ahead and follow it up now so that you can make sure you can improve your chances of getting that space. So with using those systems within you know, this complex environment, um, we have been able to actually do quite a, work quite a, quite a few crises, if you will. NetSuite obviously has some reporting tools built in, and, and I'm sure you guys were, were using those and maybe still continue to use those with Sweet Analytics now. But what do you think Sweet Analytics added that maybe you didn't have with just the core NetSuite reporting and, and analytics? Yeah, the core NetSuite reporting and analytics gives us the, I want to call that, um, call that level one of the, of the reporting functionality, reporting feature set. However, within NetSuite, and this I'm sure that lots of other customers have probably asked for it too, within NetSuite, if the data could be made completely free and accessible to the users, then there's a lot of the different kinds of data mashups that can be done on the NetSuite platform or the NetSuite data, which wasn't there earlier, but with the, with the advent of Suite Analytics, now it's opened it up quite a bit more. Um, I wouldn't say that it's perfect. It's not all the way there yet. Um, and then with the, with the announcement of the uh, Suite Analytics warehouse, I'm hoping that will be like the, the final mile in getting the best-in-class business intelligence 
to be put on top of any data that you want, including the data that doesn't live in NetSuite. So yeah, so there's there's quite a few improvements that are are there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think analytics and, and data has just become so critical to, to every successful business at this point. Like you said, you guys are trying to become more to more data-driven, and I feel like everyone else is, or everyone who's going to succeed is as well. It's definitely a, a big, big trend across the whole business world. So just as we kind of wrap up here, a quick kind of straightforward question. Do you think your business could be where it is today if you were still running on QuickBooks and some of those other applications you were on before NetSuite? No, absolutely not. That's just, it's its impossible that we could have done um, a global business and we could have tweaked and changed our business model in however many different ways we've had to without having the ability to do that flexibly on, on something like NetSuite. Um, I have personally written some customizations that I cooked up over a weekend and I was like, huh, this could be useful and let's try and see if it can work. And lo and behold, after two years of, of using that system, it's become the lifeblood of, of how we, we do it. If we had a platform that was either more rigid or was more, call it set in its own ways, there was no chance we would have done that. So absolutely critical to our success is the flexibility and the power that NetSuite gives us. And just to, to close here, Ankur, um, what what does kind of the future look like for Zonked? What what are you guys working on? You mentioned developing some of your own products, but um, what what do you think the the next couple of years hold? And then how do you imagine NetSuite can help help you along that journey? Um, I think we are moving in the direction of uh, verticalization within our industry, and that would mean that uh, we kind of start looking at other pieces of our business, shortening the supply chain is essentially the, the, what the customers are asking for, what, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for reliability. They're looking for you know, all the uncertainty that, that the world has been thrown in with the pandemic, with the, with the people leaving jobs, and with you know, supply chain disruptions all over the world, and all kinds of things, geopolitical and, and otherwise. People are looking to get certainty back business people certainly are looking to get some certainty back that they can actually look ahead and say, okay, if I made this decision today, I can see what's going to happen tomorrow. So our company is going to focus on delivering that. We'll do that by verticalizing. We'll do that by nearshoring. We'll do that by um, growing our ecosystem in a more intelligent way by onboarding you know, new vendors um, and by onboarding new supply chains that are not just reliant on, on Asia, but probably other parts of the world where there's lots of good business um, to be made. And one, one last question, you mentioned nearshoring, which I think is a very hot, hot topic right now. Is that gonna be in addition to your operations that are further out or is it more replacing them? It's going to be both. It's going to be both because um, there's a lot of focus on just giving the reliability you know, for any new program, any new work that you're going to do for me. That's a clear mandate from the customer. Um, but also in the short run, you know, Chinese New Year happens to be a big disruption every year. And so for this year, um, if all given all this uncer uncertainty, there's pressures on cash, there's pressures on, you know, how much inventory should we buy. And as you know, and, and everyone in supply chain world does, any uncertainty in supply chain simply leads to more inventory which is against company's health and against everything that, that a business really stands for. So we are looking at doing it 
in more near term as well as continue that trend in longer term also. Great. Well, a lot of, lot of wonderful insights today. Really appreciate your time, Ankur, and uh, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Ankur Songi for joining us and to Ian McHugh for hosting this episode. I also want to shout out to our editing crew over at Lampstand and, of course, all of you for tuning in. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you want more insight on switching from QuickBooks to NetSuite, check out the link in the description of this episode. Bye. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.